Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 915, The Small Habit That Could Save the World, by David Kane of raptitude.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Wednesday and welcome back, or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is where I simply read to you every single day of the year, including weekends and holidays. For now, let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. The Small Habit that could save the world by David Kane of raptitude.com. Most of us were taught as children never to talk to strangers. At face value, this is bad life advice. We can never know people we never talk to. But we know it's only meant to arm children with a basic skepticism about unknown people so that they're less likely to accept a ride from that rare person who really is dangerous. It's a crude but effective policy something like how Walmart used to pay greeters to stand near the entrance and tape shut any bags you're carrying. They wanted to prevent shoplifting, so they simply treated all their customers like thieves. Unfortunately, the word stranger isn't used only between teachers and school children. It's our normal word for referring to the overwhelming proportion of the population whom we don't know anything about. It implies that our default view of everyday passersby should be at least a little bit suspicious. We need a bit of evidence that they are worthy of our respect, let alone our love or caring, before we give it. We assume no obligation to feel anything for them or to care how their lives are going. A minority of the time, I'll be out in public and that air of indifference won't be there. Instead, I'll feel an indiscriminate warmth towards my fellow citizens. There's a certain appreciation, even love, for everyone I see, without any of them showing a similar appreciation for me. Often this happens just after seeing a poignant film or receiving some good news or having some other experience that has temporarily dissolved that sense of unknown people being irrelevant. It's almost a custom in our society to dismiss by default the idea of actually caring for people we don't know, at least before we've been given a reason. Our comedy is built on this casual disdain for the other guy. We share anecdotes about idiots we ran into earlier. Sartre says, hell is other people, and we nod knowingly, fully misunderstanding what he meant. With people we already know, we can easily forgive mistakes. Strangers, however, enter our lives already under suspicion. We disqualify entire human beings from the possibility of our respect or forgiveness the moment they fail to use a turn signal or wear a baseball cap in the wrong kind of eating establishment. To quote humorist Jack Handy, quote, a man doesn't automatically get my respect. He has to get down in the dirt and beg for it, end quote. In our culture, the default is to treat strangers with indifference at best. It isn't normal, for example, to spend a moment quietly wishing your fellow bus passengers a good day at work or school. 
When we find ourselves in a grocery store aisle with some other human beings, we're more likely to be annoyed by them than we are to sympathize with them. I think we should reconsider our default attitude towards strangers. Treating an unknown person with suspicion or indifference is an act much more crude, thoughtless, and detrimental to society than parking too close to the white line, taking too long to order at Subway, or any of the other petty reasons for which we disqualify people from the possibility of our caring about them. Nobody goes first. If you've experienced this love as a default state, it may have been only a happy accident, the glow that comes in the wake of good luck or inspiration to be enjoyed while it lasts. But you can do it on purpose. You can decide to be loving and respectful as a rule to people you encounter, not because of anything they did to deserve it, but because it simply makes for a better custom than indifference does. It creates a far better personal experience for you and undoubtedly a far better society. I explained one way of doing this a few months ago in an article about becoming a stranger's secret ally. Whenever you notice yourself feeling annoyed by a stranger, decide to forgive the apparent offense and for the few minutes you're in each other's presence, commit to helping them if they need help. Be prepared to offer directions if they look lost, intervene if someone's treating them unfairly, or at the very least, hope that the rest of their day goes well for them. This intention to forgive and then help, even though you'll probably never need to act on it, undermines any habitual pettiness that's present and allows the possibility of genuine goodwill. It's not that we're unable to care for strangers when we try, it's that we don't try, and in fact, it's taboo in our culture. We are suspicious of people who advocate loving or caring for no reason. We think of them as hippies or new agers, or at least hopeless idealists. The message is that love and goodwill are things to dole out stingily for those who have proved deserving. In our culture, being indiscriminate with your love is an embarrassment. I think this is just a cultural wrong turn, not an inevitable byproduct of modern society. We have a you-go-first idea of love. Of course, when it comes to strangers, nobody goes first. In going first, there's a fear that you will love and not be loved back, and so our profit-minded society sees it as a foolish investment. Some psychologists suggest that our stinginess with love is a result of how we first learn about it. We begin life experiencing love only as something that is given to us. As babies, our experience of love is totally one way, always pointed towards ourselves, if anywhere. So we begin with a total fixation on being loved rather than seeing loving as a skill or a disposition that we could cultivate ourselves. It occurs to us only later that love can be experienced from a completely different direction, by being its giver. As we explore this end of love, we can, but don't always, develop a more mature view of it. We discover that we can give love too, so we learn to reciprocate, love given for love received. But a fully mature view of love goes further to the point where we can love without knowing whether we'll be loved back. This is the way parents love, or should love, their children. On this end of the spectrum, love is an offering, not a bargain. Reciprocation isn't a requirement or even an expectation. There's no concern about how much love is deserved. The world changes tones completely when we actively view strangers this way, when we refuse to be indifferent, viewing them instead with love as a default attitude. It changes your experience of everything involving strangers, traffic, concerts, business transactions, restaurants, walks down the street, and even someone's bad taste in clothes or lawn ornaments. The simple desire for others to have lives they enjoy sweeps away most of our everyday habitual pettiness and leaves us feeling strangely okay with the human world as a whole. 
Indifference towards strangers is conditioned into us though, and so love won't usually be your first inclination, but it doesn't have to be. That initial feeling of indifference or otherness can serve as a cue to remind you to offer love instead of nothing. All you have to do is think about what the stranger next to you might be hoping for and see if you can quietly share that hope. That small habit is all it would take to transform the world. Even if you agree, you might still find yourself waiting for others to do it first. You just listened to the post titled, The Small Habit That Could Save the World by David Kane of raptitude.com. That was a really good article. It gave me chills at the end. So how true is that post? I'm definitely guilty of that. I could blame shyness and social anxiety or whatever, but it's really not that difficult when you think about it. But the whole idea of suspicion rings especially true for me. Something I've noticed is that if I spend my free time consuming stuff like true crime podcasts or things like that that happen very rarely, but it's in your life often, then you yourself will become more suspicious. That's what happened to me. But if you're listening and watching positive things, then you'll likely be more open and friendly with people in general. I'm assuming since you're listening to this show that you'd probably fall into that second category, which is nice. I have met some of you at our bowling event that we did a few months back, and it was some of the nicest people I've ever met. Hopefully we can do that again soon. But anyway, my point, pay attention also to what you're consuming. It's something I need to pay attention to more myself, and I think you'll notice a difference pretty quickly. So I'll leave it there. Thank you for being here. Have a great rest of your day and hopefully a great rest of someone else's day. I'll see you tomorrow as usual where your optimal life awaits.